ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Once again, Bread and Circus's podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello. It doesn't work for us. No. You do that better than I do. <laughs> You've got a better voice for this than I do. How you doing, Crow? Good. So, again, lots to talk about. Plenty of stuff. Uh, we'll get into what Governor Walls, Kim Jong Walls, or Tim Jong Walls, is doing with the state of Minnesota soon. But yeah, uh, and some other things. But the first thing I wanted to get to is this. Uh, I know you don't like sports ball. This uh, Dominique Foxworth, who is a commentator on ESPN, uh, said he doesn't like – there's this quarterback for the Bills um, who's having a pretty good season. The Bills have been a bad team for a long time. And so he's – the Bills fans call themselves the Bills Mafia. And he said he doesn't like Bills fans or people who support – uh, Jared or Josh Allen, and he said, "To be a hundred percent honest, when he when Josh Allen fails, he says part of me is a little happy." <laughs> and he says that doesn't have anything to do with Josh Allen. It has everything to do with his fans. Because when I look at their Twitter feeds, it's all American flags, pictures of dogs, and skull and crossbones. So he's basically just kind of saying they're racists. Yeah. And I'm looking at this the other way around going, if it was a white guy saying they didn't like uh, the Ravens quarterback, can't remember his name right now. Well, because I'm a racist, <laughs> you know, um, and he's uh, I, God, why can't I think of his name? Anyway, can't help. Lamar Jackson. Ah. Um, yeah, I know he can't help. So it, it would be like if I was drowning, he wouldn't be able to help either. Because you can't swim. Uh, he, if it was somebody white who said this about Lamar Lamar Jackson, done, they'd be out. You know. Yeah. Because white people can't say that about black people, but black people can say it about white people all they want. So then some of the some of the Bills players came back at Foxworth, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not tripping over this." Yeah, this was his response. Nobody I respect has taken this seriously, so I've been ignoring it. And getting taken out of context kind of comes with my job, so I haven't been tripping. But I respect you and the people in your building, and it bothers y'all that I've spent one second thinking about this disingenuous BS. He's talking to the players on the Bills. Yep. Because five or six of them sort of lit him up. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poyer, is that one of the players? Mm -hmm. He goes, hold up, bro. We not just letting this slide, yeah? ESPN, this... What we on now in this? Oh my god! Fuck! I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm, that's this is why I'm not in the sports ball. Yeah, and the worst part is this is their white kicker who's saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I almost believed you for a second there. Little five foot nine yeah, guy. Yeah. Sounds what like this? sounds like this. <laughs> what this, y'all? Hold that, that bra. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was I was like. You sounded like a Keebler elf there yeah, for a second. Halfway into that, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember why I can't stand these fuckers. But the guy was right at the end. He's like, we got to be better than this. He's right, but speak some fucking English. <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. 
You just don't like him because he's a short white guy. Yeah. Sounds like a Keebler elf. Who kicks a football. Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be, there'll be no, uh, no fallout from this for the guy. Of course not. But on the other hand, there was a, and I don't have the name in front of me, a commentator from uh, the Score 670, which is a longtime uh, station in Chicago, that made a comment, well, tweeted, about a sideline reporter for uh, one of the football games was a very attractive black woman, and he said something about, are we, uh, are we a sideline reporter or an AVN host? Referring to, I think, her outfit uh, and uh, claiming she was a host for the uh, adult video awards or whatever. All right. And he took the tweet down. So from the Daily Mail, uh, Dan McNeil, he said she was she was dressed in a black leather top. And he said, uh, yeah, she looked like a porn award show host. Yeah. So he got fired. Yeah. Or was asked to resign. Oh, she, uh, Maria Taylor responds to it. His quote-unquote sexist tweet about comparing her to a porn host. She she looks like a grifter. I just saw her picture. Like like she's just in it for the attention. She she realized. well yeah you wear a black leather top yeah on the NFL sideline. I do not find her attractive. She's trying way too fucking hard. Yeah his 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 tweet was NFL sideline reporter or a host for the Avian annual awards presentation. Then she goes, well, Danny, dearest, if you would like to continue making sexist comments about me, please bring your misogyny with you to the NBA countdown doubleheader I'll be hosting tomorrow night. Hey, ladies, remember you can wear whatever you feel confident in. She had to get a plug for her next thing in there, didn't she? Yeah. You go, girl. Mike, I'm insulted, and I will still be insulted when I appear on TV for the NBA awards. This is, this is everything I hate about all these people on TV. Oh, at least Jamil Hill um, um, tweeted back. Just another example of what women oh, have to go God. through in this business. Huge accomplishment for Maria to be part of the MNF team tonight. And here comes an asshole trying to undermine a big moment in her career. I'm sorry. Jamel Hill is the worst. Yeah. Did you hear? So this uh, uh, Jake Paul, the there's Logan and Jake Paul. Apparently yeah, they're, they're idiots. YouTube stars yeah. do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, in good shape and pretty athletic guys. So yeah. Jake Paul is getting into boxing. Right. And he was boxing this I can't remember the guy's first name. Robinson's his last name. Yeah, it was like a a, a, a former NBA NBA player who was become a boxer yeah, now. Yeah. Who was talking a ton of trash to him. Just, so they said take it to the ring and they did. Yeah. I saw the fight. Jake Paul knocked the shit out of him. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, he I didn't I mean the the video I saw wasn't a great video, but he had him in the corner and he hit him with an uppercut or something and the guy just Went I think it was right just uh, over overhand right or something like that, but it was it wasn't anything fantastic. But this guy wasn't great. Yeah, and he just—I mean—he was out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was got hit and lights well, he knocked out him right down away. a couple times before even that, and then the guy gets up and then just. So, Jake Paul goes on uh, Jamel Hill shows with with whoever that other woman she hosts her show with, um, and Jamel Hill goes, uh, "Hey, Jake." You knocked out a black guy. Is that racist? And then she laughed, like she was laughing it off. Like, <laughs> and he's like, "What? Ra- no." He's like, "That's stupid. That's a dumb question." And then uh, said, "I, don't, you know, I don't want to answer that." And then the co-host go. If at that point you would have said, "Okay, she, she was making a joke. It was a stupid joke. She's not funny. And by the way, she can't write either." 
Um, but, and Jamel Hill is the race baitiest race baiter there's ever been, uh, next to Al Sharpton. But she, you at that point she could say she blew it off. You know, it was a joke and ha ha ha. Um, but then her co-host comes in and goes, yeah, so why is that a dumb question? Isn't it racist? Oh my God. You're like, what? Cause he, you got in a ring with a guy and you, you knocked his ass out. I, I don't get this. And he was, I mean, he just wasn't having it. He was like, this is stupid. What a stupid question. Yeah. So. Nope. The double standards alive and well when it comes to uh, racial issues and even um, male, female issues still at this point. So. That's racist. Mm, racist. Yeah. You racist. Might say. You can't say that. That is racist. <laughs> that was racist. Oh, okay. All right. So. Uh, let's get into this walls thing. Okay. So yesterday, our illustrious governor got on the news and said uh, that restaurants are still going to be closed other than takeout, despite the fact that these places are dying. They're just not, they're not making it. Um, he said, uh, uh, you, I think you can do outdoor dining still. Well, this is Minnesota. Yeah. So you can't do outdoor dining. But it's okay to put a tent outside to have your outdoor dining in as long as your tent is partitioned off. So in other words, if you make outside like inside, you can eat outside inside. <laughs> but it's not really outside inside. It's inside mm, outside. Yep. Okay. So you can do that. Um, but he said in exchange for keeping restaurants inside open or closed, in exchange for. He's going to open schools back up for full-time oh, learning. Oh, magnanimous. Uh, what the fuck do these two things have to do with each other? It, nothing. Nothing. He thinks he's being a, a, a what a superior negotiator by doing this? Well, he's a political animal. He just needs to admit that. And so it's uh, January 19th, schools can go back to that. So now the schools have to sit here and ramp up and say, okay, how do we do this? But he also made clear that if the numbers don't go down – if we don't all do our part in Minnesota, uh, he's going to turn the dials back again and that full-time at school. So what's doing happen. our part? Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what are the metrics? What are the specific metrics that we have to live up to? That's a good question. Listen, we're in this together. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. Together. Together. That's the metric. Yes. Okay. All right. Pretty much. That's how it's been. Do you have any other from, specific that's, questions that's you'd like me to avoid? That's how it's been from day fucking one yeah. with this. You it's, know. Just, uh, it's the worst. And so gyms can open, but they can only be open at 25% capacity, and you have to wear a mask the entire time. Fucking bullshit. So when you want to do that 30-minute uh, run on the treadmill, wear your fucking face diaper. And if you've got – a lot of people have exercise-induced asthma, um, me included. Uh, if if I get my heart rate going, I start wheezing. If I'm wearing a fucking mask, uh, I could probably pass out from that shit. So fuck you very much. Well, it's because you're old. Yeah, I've had it since I was a kid. So well, you were, you I was were, an old kid. You were born old. But I'm not. Here's the thing: gyms were never a problem, and they they go overboard at the gym when the gyms were still open before this last batch of uh, shutdowns. They were going overboard with like, and the people were going nuts. Like the people were in there were spraying down. Every part of the fucking machine they touched, not just the handles that they touched, every fucking part of the machine, like fucking idiots. 
And I'm, so everybody's been going overboard at these gyms to keep everything clean so that they can work out there. And you can't tell me that it's been spreading through gyms. You know, it, it hasn't. So what are they trying to tell us? They're trying to tell us that uh, they think it it might become a problem. I, I, I just can't, I can't even, I can't comprehend. I guess they don't have to answer. That's the thing that we were joking about when, when we asked about metrics. It's like you're trying to go, well, how would they answer these legitimate questions? You go, they won't. They don't have to. Yeah. They- so they're not going to come up. There's not, you're trying to steel man them. You're trying to go, okay, what would their legitimate response to this be? What would their answer be so that I can, you know, but I can come against that. But you don't have to do that because they have no fucking answer. Right. Because they don't have to. No, and because most to. of you motherfuckers are sheep. Yeah. They just, they. W- not our listeners. Yeah. Not, let's make that clear. <laughs> uh, Talking about the uh, residents in Minnesota or Minneapolis, I should say, not Minnesota. Well, and here's the worst part. And people have been saying, you know, we got to vote this guy out. And this is the same in a lot of states. We have to vote this guy out. Well, in just Minneapolis and St. Paul, if 75% of those people in that area and the immediate surrounding suburbs, 75% of them vote uh, Democrat, you're never going to get rid of them, even if the rest of the state turns and, against And them. we know for a fucking fact that double voting happens to a major degree. We do know that ballot harvesting is hey, a – Ballot harvesting – Hey, that's racist. Is a program that the Democrats have fully embraced that we have to – that the Republicans have to start – we have to start playing by their fucking rules and start – you know, burning stuff. <laughs> sure. Throwing bricks. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to that point. Here's what's funny about it. We were talking about this earlier. We're generally kind of reasonable people. We think well, uh, we're not, we're I not, am. Yeah, we're not uh, near the extreme spectrum. And we know some people that are, and even we're talking about, we're talking some revolutionary shit here. Can you imagine what people that are a little bit hard, more hardcore than us are doing right now? Well, They're probably planning it. <laughs> yeah. And here's, here's what I don't get is, uh, you know, and you and I had this discussion. I had a discussion about this with a friend of mine I consider to be fairly reasonable, sort of in the same camp, uh, maybe even a little less prone to action. And I said, why is it that Antifa can block a road or Black Lives Matter people can block a road and nobody gets any charges pressed against them? But if we show up in a group of 150 without masks, well, automatically we start getting threatened. Yeah. So why... What would happen, just paint a little scenario for you, if um, one of these restaurants was opening, just said, I'm going to open. And I'm basing this off the um, Max Public House video I saw that had about a dozen cops blocking the door and probably about 300 people outside of it. What if it was the other way around? What if the 300 people or even 150 people were standing there blocking the door and the cops and the health department showed up to say, hey, we're going to serve you? And they were just like, we're not letting you in. Well, it could turn into um, the Bundy situation. Uh, where was this? Where was that at? What that was that was out west someplace at a. Um, well, no, are you? They ta- had a bunch of cattle that were grazing, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the government was going to take the cattle because they said they were illegally grazing, and they weren't. Um, it turns out that they won their court cases at, in the end, finally. But, yeah, there was something about um, uh, federally but, leased land. But the feds, and- feds showed up, and not only did the Bundy family show up, but a bunch of other people with guns showed up. And the feds back down. Yeah, but at the same time, the Bundys were in on that group that took over that one 
yeah, the, bird sanctuary, whatever, yeah. and some of them got shot later. So yeah, there was a situation where at, that was really fucking hinky too. If you look into the details of that, where the the they were shot drive, they were driving a car, got pulled over, and they said that one of the people in the car went for their gun and. I I think the dude did get out of his yeah, car. Yeah, on though. the top of my head, I don't recall specifics. So I'm not going to get into specifics, but it it was hinky. It was like, okay, that sounds to me like uh, tensions were high, and maybe the government people reacted just like with Ruby Ridge kind of shit. So I'm uh, I'm uh, but here's the thing: they stood up. They should stood up for the rights, and in the end, they won. They won their court cases. Yeah, but I just I mean, you've said this before, and I'm coming around your way of thinking that you know the police need to be afraid. Not, not that I'm saying we should do stuff against police. No. But if, if there are 150 conservative people or liberty-loving people, uh, you know, the Dominique Fox-hating, uh, flag-waving, dog-owning people are standing outside that restaurant just saying to the cops, we're not moving, and there's 15 cops out there. Those cops generally aren't going to be afraid because that's not a crowd they expect to do anything, you know? Right. But if they felt for a second that that crowd might – and we mentioned this before about the thing at Garcetti's house where that one cop starts swinging her baton at these guys. That's not the kind of escalation you need when you're outnumbered like that. And I think there's going to be an event like that soon. Where you, if you mixed into those 150 people, 10 people who said, if some cop hits me with something, I'm hitting them back. And that's not an environment you need that in, you know. But I do think that, you know, people say, well, I want to support these businesses and I'll order from them and everything and, you know, take out and all that. That's great. But maybe we need to go and actually stand in front of those businesses for them. There was a report I heard about a party um, – of some college age kids in Florida someplace. And they were, Florida's pretty wide open, but they say, you know, no large groups without masks. And there were a bunch of college age kids partying under this bridge. I think this, I can't remember if this is like Fort Lauderdale or, but so a couple of cop cars show up to disperse them. And the kids just stood there and wouldn't let the cops open the doors. They weren't banging on the cars. They just stood there and didn't let the cops get out of their cars. And eventually the cops just were like, well, we got to go. They didn't wreck the cars. They didn't do anything like that. As far as I know from the story, they weren't screaming at him, you know, you fucking pigs or anything like that. Right. Reminds me of, well, it was the last summer, well, it was before COVID. So I don't remember when this was, but there was an incident where there was riots and there was right-wing guys showed up. And some, there was a shooting where a right-wing guy ended up shooting um, one of the Antifa BLM protesters. And there happened to be a militia there, too. And the militia surrounded the guy so that yeah. the crowd couldn't couldn't attack and kill him. And he waited for the police to show up. And when the police showed up, what did the, what happened to these militia members? They arrested they them all. Got yeah. their weapons taken, and they got arrested. They didn't put up a fight. If you're going to show up fully, you know, in your full battle rattle, and you're going to be armed, and you're going to be there for principle, I mean, don't give up your guns. Yeah, I mean, even or, or don't show up at all with guns. Yeah. And that's the kind of the dilemma I've been talking about going to rallies. You know, I'm not going to protest. I'm going to rallies to show my support for Trump or whatever. Do I go armed? You know, and that's been kind of a hard thing to figure out what to do because I'm not going to be disarmed. Yeah. And so do, do I do so? So how do I I've lost both ways. I've lost by by having my right, my abilities, my right to 
free speech and association and, and, and to support who I want, it's been curtailed. The left has won or the government has won by, by making me afraid to go there for my safety or afraid to go there and have to use deadly force against somebody. So I just stay home. So I've lost. But then if I show up and I have to use deadly force, I've lost too at that point. Yeah. You know, that's why I kind of like this. I can't remember the guy's name, the head of the Oath Keepers, which is the largest right. largest militia in the country. He just said, we don't consider Joe Biden to be a legitimate yeah, any, anything he uh, passes or says, we're not consider, we don't consider uh, legitimate. And so that kind of without – and people say, well, that's escalating the violence. Well, it's escalating the tension, no doubt. But, he's, al- yeah. but he's also saying – I mean, it, it would be – go back to your example. I think that was uh, Portland – or not Portland. It was one of those – it was a city out there. But, I mean, the, the guy who shot the guys um, and then got surrounded by the militia, he was let go. I yeah. mean, because he was—he was in the right. Because and the same thing is going to happen to uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. And I'm sure the militia was let go too. But how how much did they get their guns back? You never know with stuff like that. I know, but my point is, if those guys had said ahead of time, "Hey, we're going there," and if shit gets crazy, you know, we're not we're not stopping. You know, and so then the cops are sort of on notice, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it's tough for me on that one because your beef really isn't with the cops. No, and that's the thing. I'm not trying to, you know, they're. I, I feel I, like the cops should have let those guys go. They should have just gone. You yes. haven't committed any crimes, yep. you know. Well, and what's really pissing me off about this, especially with the not just cops, but any kind of enforcement apparatus of the government showing up and fucking with businesses that are trying to trying to survive, um, you know, trying to give them their shutdown orders or give them their telling their uh, license has been revoked all the anybody that has an official or that's tied to the law enforcement side of things or the or the um the permit giving side of things they need to step the fuck back and and not do this anymore stop being the 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 um brown shirts or whatever the fuck they call them for for the government they have to realize like you said they're you've said this to me they're you know the guards in auschwitz you know yeah, can't, just, you can't just, just say because, I was following yeah, orders. just because I'm following orders. Um, but you can't tell me that I'm supposed to respect what you're doing against these businesses, but you're still allowing the four to six block uh, no-go zone, uh, autonomous zone in Minneapolis that nobody hears about is still there. That's because it doesn't exist. They've got cement um, pylons up in the roads. No cars allowed through there. Cops won't go in there. If a guy robs somebody or carjacks somebody and gets in there, uh, cops won't follow. Crow. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Doesn't so exist. while that's going on, while they get to flaunt, flaunt the law and go, fuck you, you can't, you can't do anything about this, um, and they don't do anything about this, then you can't tell me that, that it's okay to go in and fucking harass taxpaying uh, citizens trying to make a living and feed their family and uh, employ people. Well, fuck you very much. And let's be clear. We're using the prison guard example, not because we're trying to compare law enforcement to Nazis. No, not at all. Um, but it's the idea that you can't just say, look, I'm just doing my job. You know, there's a point where, and I'm talking more about like the health department people who show up and mm-hmm. say, well, you know, sorry, I'm going to shut your business down. At some point, you either think that's right, in which case, I'm sorry, I think you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Or you know it's wrong, but you're just saying, I'm just doing my job. No. No, I'm, I don't accept either one of those. You have to not do it because – and I'm – I again, 
I feel like I always have to say this. We don't want this to happen, but if if the temperature on this keeps going up, it's going to happen. There was a time in this country where if somebody showed up at someone's business to try to basically destroy me, knowing full well that what they're doing is going to cause this person and his family to to suffer. And if they showed up, some government entity or person representing the government showed up with this kind of attitude with these people, they get fucking run out of town. They get tarred and fucking feathered for well, real. And that's would. what I'm saying is that I, I think we're headed that direction. You're going to get one of these Karens like this, uh, this place in Ventura, the Greek restaurant mm-hmm. where they come in there and you got this soft little ponytailed guy in his khakis and his button down shirt. And this uh, frumpy-looking woman saying, nope, you're closed down. And the guy's like, what did I do wrong? And they're like, well, you're letting people eat. He goes, I didn't tell them to eat outside. I put chairs out there, and they took their, they got their takeout, and they went and sat down. You know? Yeah. And he had cleared those chairs. People can say, well, that's cute. Well, he had cleared putting chairs out there as a protest with the city council. And they said, oh, it's your, okay, fine. That's an acceptable protest. Until it wasn't an acceptable protest. Well, I, I, I think they were so dumb they didn't understand what he was doing. Yeah, I think so too. So that he that he was expecting people fully expecting people to use those tables and sit down at them. Well, but, maybe. But, but and if he was good for him. Exactly, but but that But so he's there getting in their faces. And you can feel the crowd, which wasn't a lot of people. There's customers coming in, popping their heads and saying fuck you to these people too. Yeah, so you get one unstable person in this group. You know, and you've seen this happen with the riots and stuff. They're doing all this and everybody's out there and suddenly someone throws a brick. Well, then it's on. And there's going to be a point in here, and I don't want to see this, but this is going to keep happening. They keep doing, or it's going to happen if they keep doing this. One of these people is going to get physically thrown out of there and maybe beaten up and everything. And that's not going to be good for that business. But once that happens someplace, and everybody sees it, it's going to happen somewhere else again. Did you happen to watch the video of that, that Greek restaurant? Not the, the whole thing. Did you see, so the dude was walking around the, um, I don't know if he was health inspector, whatever the hell he was, yeah. walking around with the, with the, his phone videotaping and taking pictures of the place. Mm-hmm. And then a woman was had just made an order for pickup to go and was standing there, didn't want kind of any part of this, was standing kind of waiting for her moment to get the hell out of there. And as she walks by this guy to leave, um, in a break in the conversation, he takes his phone and turns around and starts following, like, to, like recording her as she's leaving. What I, if I was her, I'd have taken my camera out and started videoing yeah. him. But you know, she didn't. You could tell she just wanted to get the hell out of there and not be part of this. Um, but yeah, what a creepy motherfucker. Yeah. You know, I, oh, he he was you know he wasn't doing it to be creepy, but he's how being, do you know? Yeah, he's being creepy, and, and too, he's it's a threat. It's like it's like a threatening thing. It's like not only. Are we harassing this business owner? But if you choose to frequent this establishment or be part of this, we're going to harass you too. It's the same kind of shit they've been. The left has been pulling with Trump. Anybody associated with the Trump, they say we're going to destroy you and your and your family's life. Yeah. You know. Well, there's uh, in a couple of days here. There's 150 businesses, and they're they haven't released all the names of them, which is probably smart. And there's over 200 now. Well, rumor has it there's a bunch of businesses that are going to join in but aren't wanting to say. That are just going to open up regardless. And the idea is sort of like that Area 51 thing. Hey, you can't stop us all. Mm-hmm. Well, this is national news. I mean, if – so Walls has got a ton of pressure on him because if he doesn't handle this right – and by the way, there's no way to handle this right um, other than to just take – leave it alone and let it happen. 
which for his agenda doesn't work. Um, everybody's going to be paying attention. And what's really going to happen, I think, is a bunch of these are going to open in counties where the the local government has no intention of enforcing this. Yeah. So there's one – apparently there's one bar near here. I just heard about this when my wife got her haircut the other day. She came home and told me about it. It's a bar in a town near here whose name I'm not going to disclose that apparently has been open through the whole thing. Well, there's – yeah, there's a couple of names I'm seeing already. So one in Mankato. And another unnamed fitness center in Waseca County. Yeah, um, I'm planning on – when did they say they were going to open? T- tomorrow? I think it's the 19th. Today's the 17th. Uh, so Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday I'm planning on trying to hit like two or three of them if I can. If I can find out where they're at, I want to go. So what would you do if you were at one of these places, there's you and 50 other people there, and uh, three cops show up and say, hey – you know, sorry, you got to close down. And uh, four or five guys stood up and said, I'm just going to block the door. I'll let the cops in. And I'd probably say to the cops, hey, you know, sorry to say this, but you got to leave. Yeah. I I mean, I want to say I'd, I'd do the same thing, but, man, six of you against three cops, that just starts to look bad, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and the thing is, you've got, you know, people have businesses and families to consider. Same with the police. The police have families to can you know the children they gotta they gotta they're you know they're not making a shitload of money yeah they, they gotta think about their their kids and family's future i understand that but you can't you can't do the, what you're doing to other people and and destroying their you know helping an unjust system destroy their ability to to thrive and survive and then expect you're gonna be you know scot-free on all this well, there's that Attilus gym in New Jersey yeah. that apparently has stayed open through this. I mean, the guys had to break into their own gym and it got boarded yeah. up and everything. And they said they don't have a single case of COVID that's come from their place. Right. They're open. I think they're doing 50% capacity. But you don't have to wear a mask. But they're doing sanitizing and everything is partitioned off. So people are distancing and all that. And they don't have any cases. So, I mean... I. I think it's time to to get this open. And when Walls was at his press conference the other day, someone was actually brave enough to ask him, I think, you know, from what we can tell, it's only 2% spread from schools. You know, it represents 2% of the cases. And he actually had the balls to say, look, this isn't just about statistics. Well, those were the statistics you were citing before that schools were the spread. You know, if, if you've got 2% in the state with his – had less than 5,000 deaths in a state that's got four and a half million people and 65 to 70% of the people who've died are in long-term care facilities and the average age of death is 80 years old. Open the fucking schools. It's time. And also they're talking about, they're still talking about uh, overwhelming the uh, hospitals when spikes occur. Well, I saw NBC or ABC News. Shit drives me crazy too. They, they had a story about a hotel or in a hotel hospital in uh, apple valley california that is overwhelmed they have uh 20 icu beds and they have 57 icu cases and people in the hallways and these tents set up to treat everybody and everything and um they didn't say what those icu cases were they didn't say what percentage of them were covid they're just saying hey our hospital is overwhelmed so uh, again, I can't remember if it was ABC or NBC that had this. Maybe it was CBS, but it was one of the big three. 
had this story and they're treating it like, this is what happens, people. You know, this is what happens. Well, I looked up Apple Valley, California. You know where it is? It's not too far outside of Los Angeles. So it's one of the most populated parts of the entire world. And it's a smaller hospital with 20 ICU beds that are overwhelmed. So that's our test case. That that determines what the rest of the country does. Yeah. So that well, and that state is failing. California is failing. They have trillions of dollars in debt. I don't think there's another state in the country that has trillions of dollars in debt. Well, they've got uh, some. Here's some of uh, uh, Wall's justifications for what he's doing. So he goes. Uh, here's some quotes from him. Um. He says, uh, "By the time, hopefully, that by the time the four-week lockdown is over, there will be Minnesotans receiving a vaccine for the disease that has killed more than three thousand Minnesotans." Yeah, but you know how many he said were it was going to kill? Well, I'm sure it was ridiculous. Seventy-four thousand. Yeah, he's talking about it's filling a third of hospital beds and you know overwhelming the system, and we need to stop that from happening. If you haven't figured out how to deal with that at this point, then fuck off. Tim Walls is talking about. You know, we're going to get these, these, um, the vaccination is going to come here and then things will change. Well, he didn't say how he'd still no more, no metrics. Oh, he said before, we're still going to have to wear masks. And that's the fucking bullshit right there. It's like, okay, so you get, you get the shot and it supposedly makes you 95% effectively makes you immune to COVID. So we make sure we disperse the shots to the healthcare workers, to the elderly, to the people with underlying conditions, right? They're going to be first in line to get this shit. Um, so at this point, even if I decide not to get the shot and I become a carrier, more than likely asymptomatic since I have no underlying health conditions and I spread it, I'm not going to spread it to anybody else that didn't take the shot. Right. But now there's, this is the same thing you get with the flu vaccine. People will say, you got to take the flu vaccine. You go, I, you know, I didn't get it cause I don't feel like I need it. And they're like, you might get the flu. And like, I've had the flu before. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I'm taking that risk. I don't care. Yeah. And other people at this point, since the since the vaccine is out, other people will have that same consideration. They'll decide is it worth it or is it not worth it. If they decide it's not worth it, they're at the same probably the same mindset as me. Like if I get it, I get it. People that are are taking the the vaccine that are at risk, then they should be immune, mostly. And so why is it my responsibility at this point now to make you feel even safer? Well, because they will say just, and I've had this conversation many times about the flu vaccine. I say, look, if it works and you got your shot, you shouldn't care what I'm doing. Yeah. And they're like, no, but you have to build herd immunity. I'm like, then you're saying the shot doesn't work. Right. Then what's the fucking point of the shot? Yeah. But then another and thing by the way, now, now when you talk about COVID, they'll tell you herd immunity is bullshit and you can't get yeah. there. And you know what else they bring up that, uh, Oh, well, you know, then they start getting like uh, talking about uh, more libertarian or more uh, fiscally responsible, responsible um, things like stuff they don't really care about, but they bring it up or they don't know about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my tax money is paying for your your uh, trip to the ICU. No, it's not. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. No, mine's now, pay- now you're worried about spending money on healthcare system. Mr. Free Healthcare for all. Fuck you. Mine's paying for your fucking shot. So shut up. Yeah. I hate that when people do pull them, the people on the left pull that shit. Uh, well, not only that, but you're you're uh, you're possibly going to infect healthcare workers, and 
Um, and then that person's uh, out of commission and then people that need help for other things, they're not there for. It's like, you know, the, the down the line, the, the butterfly effect, they start going into that. You're like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody to stop driving their fucking cars then. Well, and I honestly, I think here's what it has to come down to. It has to come down to civil disobedience. You know, you have to just start not wearing the mask. You know, when they say, hey, you can't come in here without it, go, all right, and then leave. Be- that's all you can really do at this yeah. point. I mean, we can go a level beyond that and say, hey, you know, maybe all of us who are uh, whose businesses are struggling or people who are out of work and stuff should just say, we're just not paying our taxes. We're just not going to do it. And they'll say, well, they can see stuff, which is true. But if all of a sudden 30% of people just aren't paying their taxes, yeah. they're going to they're have a problem. And they can't, they can't just start seizing all that property, you and, know? And it's another thing. I'm not such an asshole that I'm saying to people that have a, work for a job that wants to comply with the, all the restrictions because they, they want to stay in business. They want to, you know, keep their business open. They want to make money. They want to employ everybody. And if you're, if they're part of it is you have to wear that mask, wear the fucking mask or quit. Don't give them hassle. The right. person you're working for. If Don't you, do that. That's a jerk move. If you walk in there without a mask on, they say, put a mask on. Then you have to decide, do I want to leave because I don't want to wear one and this business is requiring one, or because that's what the business is requiring, I want to put one on. And if you're an employee at that business and, you know, you don't agree with all the mask mandate shit and you're like, you know, well, fuck this. I'm not going to wear the mask. And if the, well, if my boss comes by, I'll pop it on, but fuck it. No, do they're doing it because they don't want to shut their doors and put everybody out of business. Well, but then people will say, what's the difference if the government tells you to wear one or not? It's like, well, because in the first example, going to the restaurant or working in a place, you're choosing. When the government comes in, you're not getting to choose. And people have to stop being sheep. And so if you want to go into a place that says, please wear a mask and you don't want to wear one, go ahead and go in. And if they tell you, you got to put one on, then then make your decision. But there's certain places though that if they're going to be open and for business and it's kind of what's where you get necessities, grocery stores being one of them, I'm not I'm not going to put the mask on. Even if they have the big sign saying put the mask on. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, you need to wear a mask." And I'll go, "No, I don't." And I'll keep doing my business until they kick me out. I'm yeah. not going to just leave freely. And if it's a self-checkout place, I'll keep walking through there and check myself out. They'll have to shut the fucking machines down. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do it on, on a place like that. I mean, if it's like a place you're going into, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not a necessity. You know, Best Buy, you know, to look at the camcorders or whatever the fuck people look Cam at. Camcorders? I'm thinking about why do you even go to Best Buy anymore? Yeah, no so, shit. To look uh, at the stuff you want to buy on Amazon, I guess. Yeah, so you go into Best Buy and, and someone, hey, you got to wear a mask here. You go, well, you know, uh, you know, no thanks. And they go, no, you can't be in here. You go, okay, and then you leave. Uh, that's something I'll do. But yeah. if, but if I'm at like a, a grocery store or a gas station, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Do we want to do the questions? Sure. We haven't, done, a, we haven't done it in a while. I've got another uh, thing after this since we'll segue into after the mask deal. All right. This is from uh, 3,000 questions about me, which we haven't done in like three podcasts, I think. It's because nobody wants to know. Yeah. Some of these things are just for us. All right, Rooster, have you ever eaten a whole tube of Pringles by yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. And not one of those little mini tubes, like the big one. Yeah, maybe when I was a kid, 
I probably regretted it because your mouth was all shredded afterwards. Well, you've eaten a whole pizza by yourself, have you? <laughs> Not in about 20 years. Oh, shit. I've done that in the last month. Mm. Of course, it's like a Domino's thin crust. Those really aren't that filling. You can eat a whole one of those. I saw a guy eat an entire pizza, a whole pizza, on a bet in uh, in a minute. Well, that seems, that seems a little rough. He didn't. He didn't. He So it was a bet. And he told them not to cut it when they delivered it. And we're all like, there's no way you can do it. You just can't physically eat that many eight pieces in like, or no, sorry, it was two minutes. We're like, no way, can't do it. And what he did was he rolled it up like a burrito because it wasn't cut. And he just threw it. (laughs) It kind of looked like it. (laughs) Uh, I drank a half gallon of eggnog. Not this season. But last Ugh. season, God. once I start, I can't, it's one of my addictions. I actually don't even pick it up because I know I can't stop once I crack it open. Ugh. I can't stop drinking it. Just straight eggnog or do you put something in it? Yeah, it's not boozy. I don't like boozy eggnog. I don't like rum and eggnog. Straight eggnog. Straight eggnog. Even the shitty, like, fake eggnog. Or eggnog flavor, flavored anything. Phonog? Phonog. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't stop. Once I start, I'm just like... Yeah. So, all right. Um... Do do you like champagne? If so, what is your favorite brand? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I think there's some certain like certain sparkling wines like Prosecco. I don't. Is that? Yeah. Uh, some sometimes I like that, but that's like you know you you mix that with shit. Champagne, I I guess is not an actual. It's not like a thing like Scotch or booze or Scotch or bourbon. It's a Sparkling wine from a particular area of France. Okay. That's why it's called champagne. Yeah, then I don't even know if I've ever had proper champagne. And what's funny is I don't uh, I don't generally like to drink alcohol versus like pop because I like it sweeter and bubblier. But the sweet and bubbly alcohol I don't like. Hmm. So, well, I mean, I like uh, a morning mimosa, like any any uh, you do that viral your... any viral young man drink that with would. your pinky out. <laughs> All right. I always um, picture you drinking like three raw eggs, you know. <laughs> what nervous habits do you have? Uh, I do that bouncing your leg thing. You know, when you're sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. you bounce your leg. But that's, I think that's more just, I don't think it's nervous. Just like not wanting to just sit still. I've been trying to stop my nervous chuckle. I do it every so often. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have found like in nervous parts of sporting events, I chew on uh, not my fingernails. Cuticle. Yeah. Yeah. So no, nothing real. Uh, what uh, what's the word for it? No nervous masturbation or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> nothing disgusting. <laughs> All right. One no more. nervous poo flinging. Uh. Hmm. Come on. Do you treat yourself and your body with respect? <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> depends on what uh, depends on what I've been watching on my computer. <laughs> Is uh, it political stuff? <laughs> I'm pretty respectful to my body. Myself, for the most part, my body, not always. Okay. How about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have stopped eating, going to Chinese buffets. <laughs> it's respecting my body. There you go. So, um, okay. The study from the New York Post that they published 
Uh, wearing a mask can be more dangerous than not wearing one at all when it comes to warding off COVID-19, a new study has found. A new three-layer surgical mask is 65% efficient in filtering particles in the air. But when used, that number drops to 25%, according to a study published Tuesday. When used more than once, is that what they're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It just says when used. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming that's after it's been used once. Uh, published to Tuesday in Physics of Fluids. Uh, researchers in the from University of Massachusetts Lowell and California Baptist University said that masks slow down the airflow, making people more susceptible to breathing in particles, and a dirty face mask can't effectively filter out the tiniest of droplets. Uh, it's a natural... It is natural to think that wearing a mask, no matter how new or old, should always be better than nothing, huh. said author Zhang Ji. Uh, what do you think? Wearing, wearing any mask is better than nothing? Is that what they just said? Uh, he says it's natural to think that. Oh, okay. Because it's he it said, isn't better than nothing. He said, uh, well, you know what this is? This is a Chinese guy. So he's trying to get us all to not wear masks oh, so that we die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our resu- results show that this belief is only true for particles larger than 5 micrometers, but not for particles less than 2.5 micrometers. To reach their findings, the researchers used a computer model of a person wearing a pleated three-layer surgical mask to track down how the, to track how the face covering affected airflow and how particles passed through. They also looked at how the tiny droplets settled onto the face in the airway and where they land on the nose, pharynx, and deep lung. So, you know, people are going to say right off, this is a bullshit study because it's done with a computer model. Well, the studies that show you should wear a mask were done with dummies. And I don't mean stupid people. I mean, like, dummies exhaling and stuff, and they tracked it. So, in my mind, this is exactly well, the same thing. Wouldn't you just thing. have to go through a Minnesota winter and have a bunch of people stand outside with masks on to see how ineffective they are? I know. You see all the, the haze coming out of them and, and, and clouding around everybody? It says here they signi- uh, they found that wearing a mask, quote, significantly slows down, unquote, airflow, reducing a mask, max, masks, I hate that word, efficacy, and making a person more susceptible to inhaling aerosols into the nose. Uh, in the study, we found that the protective efficacy of a mask for the nasal airway decreases at lower inhalation flow rates. So people are going to say, well, that's why you don't want to put your nose in it then. I'm sure somebody will. They'll try and come up with every reason they can. To the problem, it's just, it just adds on to what I've been saying, that the I really believe that wearing the mask is more of a spreader, a contagion spreader than not wearing it at this point. And you, like I said, everybody reuses their masks, everybody, and they're constantly fucking touching them because they slip or they get uncomfortable or whatever. So they're constantly fiddling with them, these moist masks that they're touching with their fingers. What masks? Moist masks. And then they're touching everything else. Sorry, for the ladies in the audience, what was the word again? Moist. Um, and they're, them, I'm picturing them all cringe right now. <laughs> they're, they're not taking a bottle of hand sanitizer out every time they touch their mask. They're probably not even realizing they're doing it. And then, um, especially if they're talking to people, you notice constantly the masks are going up and down. Especially the, they say, well, you know, gators aren't as effective, but, you know, people wear them. And it's like, I think a lot of the gators are more effective, especially if they've got the ear loops, because they actually seem to stay on your face more than these fucking pleated masks that people are wearing that, like, drop down all the time. Every time you open your jaw, it pops off your nose and they're out constantly pulling it back up. Uh, you, you're it, everything about this mask bullshit's bad. And, you know, I 
I've worn the masks for very limited uh, amount of time, but I did wear it when I was doing some physical activity at one point. And it was not even 30 seconds of kind of heavy physical activity where you've got a lot of weight and you're using your legs and, you know, you're going up and down stairs or whatever. Uh, it's, I can imagine, like, there's got to be a decent amount of people that are getting lightheaded or passing out, fainting when they're doing strenuous activity. Well, they've had people mass. crash cars because they passed out. Yeah. So uh, how come we're, I'm not, we're not hearing any of this, but I guarantee it's happening there because I've felt the fact that I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting a little woozy here. And by the way, if you're wearing a mask when you're driving in your car by yourself, you're an idiot. Well, people are saying, well, that person, what they're doing is they're not touching their masks because they're going from one thing to another and they don't want to contaminate the mask by touching it and blah, 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 blah. Well, just get a different mask than asshole. I know. But here's the thing. If they really wanted to stop like the particulates in the air, they would have said right off the bat, they go, these masks are not effective, but these ones are. Uh, if you're going to wear a mask, you wear the correct mask. It's got to have the little ventilator things in it, and it's got to have a very tight seal. But you know why they're not going to do that? Because everybody revolt. Nobody do it. Because they are so uncomfortable, and they restrict your actual airflow and your breathing capacity by so much that nobody would do it. No, everybody would be like, fuck this noise. Um, even the paint, you know, you've worn painter's masks before with little, with little filters on the sides. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, holy shit. I mean... You get done with those, and you're like, God, I never want to wear that again. You're like, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip painting, you know, the the other three walls. <laughs> I'm done for now because you're just like wiped out wearing that thing. Yeah, they're stupid. So, yeah, I don't know. I we're like the we become quite the anti-mask podcast. It's been like nothing but anti-mask stuff for I don't know weeks now. Yeah, but the difference is it's for ourselves. Look, if you want to wear one, yeah, I, if you want to get the vet, go ahead and do that. Yeah, I don't want. I want to keep reiterating. If you if you feel like it's helping or it's necessary for you to wear, wear. But let's also realize that you're you're not you're not saving someone's grandma by wearing that mask. Right. It, if you, if you think it's helping you, great. I, I I respect that. But don't tell me that you're doing it to save my fucking mother or my grandpa, grandma. Well, and I would love to have someone show me a study that says different, but I have not seen any studies that show that people who wear masks are less likely to get COVID. No, they don't have them. Because I don't think they exist. I think that wearing the mask doesn't protect you anymore. It seems like it should. It probably doesn't. And so I don't don't know why people keep going. I'm sure social distancing, for some degree, does um, mitigate uh, transmission of a viral disease. You know, I'm sure it does. You know, but... Then, then why haven't we done that for the flu? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I the conspiracy theory, I think, in this, I know you're farther on the China's trying to ruin us kind of thing. I just think if we'd have had, if we'd have had a Democrat in office when this happened, we wouldn't be going through this. This was a get rid of Trump thing yeah. that got out of hand, and now they're going to hang on to it for a couple months after Trump is there so they can go – Hey, look, we yeah, fixed never, it. Never let a crisis go to waste. This was a perfect opportunity for them. Well, someone was saying, I can't remember who it was recently, said uh, within four, oh, it was Jesse Kelly, said within four or five months, the the uh, news media will have everybody convinced that Joe Biden started Operation Warp Speed. Yeah. And they'll believe oh, it. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, absolutely believe it. So. Well, what about Biden saying that uh, his, you know, he, once he gets, gets in there, he's going to mandate there's going to be 100 days of masks, mask wearing. Well, but now he did that uh, call with those black civil rights leaders oh God, where he so said – he basically said he's not planning on doing anything. And they were like, you know, you should you should be having more uh, 
um, you know, your cabinet doesn't look like we thought it would. And he really got into it with him. He started barking at him and telling him. I mean, he's not a guy who yeah, he, he, they he, say they just say Trump has a thin skin, oh, which is true. Thin skin, arrogant. And he's got this attitude. How dare you question me? Yeah. I've been doing this for 50 years, Jack, that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, but he said uh, it, which was good for Second Amendment stuff. He said, I can't just do an executive order to get rid of assault weapons. The whole time he said he was going to do that. Yeah, but uh, but it doesn't stop them from working at their little sneaky fucking ways to try to. I know, but all the stuff yeah. he said he was going to do, he turns around to what he thought was a private call and said, I can't do all that stuff. Yeah. So he's going to be a do-nothing president. Well, like Tim Pool did a video saying he's going to be the most hated president. Well, because all the Republicans hate him and half of the Democrats hate him too. Well, the way he spoke to those uh, in that Zoom call, with all, it was a bunch of black people that he was talking to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, the really way he spoke to him, And the fact that they just sat there and kind of took it. I mean, they must have been seething. They had to have been. Like, yeah. If I would have sat there trying to ask legitimate questions, I mean, even if they weren't legitimate, but in their mind they were asking legitimate questions, um, or or according to the left, to the Democrats, those are legitimate questions. You know, the the diversity questions. But and, and he thinks that he doesn't have to answer that, or that he's already answered it, and you know, you better accept what he said at this point. Um, Man, I'd be I'd be fucking pissed. Well, that and this uh, this Hunter Biden thing is not going away. This no. and we could get into this, but to be honest, I would like to avoid it because I think there's going to be even more and more stuff. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to mention quick is uh, you and I were talking about yeah. Mitch McConnell the other day. Yeah. And uh, I think as much as people say, you know, McConnell's saying he's bailed on Trump and everything, um, I think Mitch McConnell does Washington very well. That doesn't mean I like the guy. It doesn't mean I respect him. It means I respect his ability to maneuver in Washington. And he has put Nancy Pelosi in a position at this point where she's completely fucked because he said, look, okay, we lost. It happens. You know, let's move on. Let's figure out what we're going to do. Why don't we start with this? Let's get a stimulus package out there uh, our big position as Republicans is we want to have some protections for businesses being sued by customers and, and uh, employees. We'll waive that. You waive your thing for uh, uh, shoring up failing states, and uh, we'll get this signed. And now today he's out ahead of it again. He's going, look, looks like we're close. We're about to have a deal here. And President Trump did a great job insisting on people get checks. He just – if you watch his little three-minute speech on the Senate floor – he just did a great job of going, Republicans did it. We moved forward. We gave up on a few things. But here we are. We're ready to sign it. You ready, Nancy? And she can't. Because if she gives up on the helping bail out New York and uh, California, Democrats are going to turn on her too. And at the same time, she can't not sign it. You know, she, and I know she doesn't physically sign it, but she can't get the House to not pass it. Because Mitch is sitting here going, hey, we're going to start sending checks out to people. You ready? It still doesn't. I mean, I get it. And, and yeah, he's playing the Washington game well. And he's doing things that are kind of clever, seems like. But it still doesn't sit well that he's kind of turned his back on Trump and the supporters. But I, I get what you're saying. And it makes sense. But, man, you just can't. You can't just. You can't. You can't just disregard being bold to be clever sometimes. And well, right now, but, Trump being bold is more important to people than being clever. 
Right, and I understand, but that's not McConnell's job right now. Yeah. McConnell's job, Rand Paul is doing the part that everybody wishes McConnell yeah. would do. Yeah. You know, Rand Paul's going out, hey, he goes, hey, look, this election got stolen. That's just all there is to it. And he's saying, we're going to move forward with this. We're going to figure out how it doesn't happen again. So he's picked up that banner. In the meantime, someone like McConnell's just got to make sure they keep getting their legislation passed. So they have two different jobs there. And I think McConnell's doing a great job of doing his job. Um, that doesn't mean I like the way Washington works or I have much respect for the guy because I generally don't respect politicians. So, Well, I respect how he can maneuver the the machine, I guess. It's like it's like watching the bad guy in a movie be ruthless and going, I oh, respect how yeah. ruthless that guy is. Like uh, Malkovich in that poker uh, yeah. movie. I can't remember Baby the name man, of it. he's money. Don't splash the butt. <laughs> All right, I got one more announcement well, before, here. Well, before oh, we do ahead. that, go. you're talking. We do want a, a little bit about Hunter Biden. Uh, you no, ta- we don't. No, just just no, one don't. thing. No, not at all. Yeah, we do. We have to because I thought it was funny. You told me that you heard <laughs> that um, he requested 10 million wire from a Chinese energy tycoon, um, and then best wishes Biden family kind of thing. So it's just like blatantly. I didn't hear about the wiring. I just heard he sent best wishes from the Biden family. Yeah, it was. A, it was a, and it was. A, yeah, it goes, here's the headline, and this is from Gateway Pundit. Hunter Biden requested 10 million wire from Chinese energy tycoon Yi Jianming with best wishes from the Biden family. Uh, he asked uh, yeah, tycoon Yi Jianming to quickly send him 10 million wire in a newly released June 2017 email. So Look, Joe didn't, know, Joe didn't know anything about that. He's proud of his son, you know. There we go. Uh, but I thought when I heard somebody, I heard a radio show host like while I was driving, I just, I like the tail end of it. And I heard him say that. And I thought it was like him just making a joke, mm-hmm. like how blatant these guys are. It's like, you couldn't get me more blatant than this. And I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that's funny. And then you said, no, did you hear that? I'm like, well, that was a joke, right? He's like, no, that's serious. I'm like, oh my God, you can't make this shit up. How would you feel if you were Joe Biden and you, you aren't that smart? I mean, you think you're really smart, but you know, you're not the smartest guy in Washington. And you've built this sort of scheme over the course of 50 years and managed to live in 10,000 square foot houses on a civil servant's salary, right? Um, and you've done all this and your stupid kid keeps fucking it up. Yeah. You know, he's taking pictures of himself naked, smoking crack and leaves his fucking computer at the, rep- at the repair place. And he's probably sitting there going, you didn't think we could have someone at the White House take care of this? You know? <laughs> oh. You didn't Ye- think someone in Congress or the Senate could have handled your computer? Yi Jianming has been missing, quote-unquote, since 2018 and is swimming with the fishes, according to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better. It gets better and better. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this. So there, we'll, ta- we'll wait for next time. There's so, going to be more and more. All right, what was the announcement? The announcement is, hey, we're not going to be on Twitter ever. Yeah, fuck Twitter. But uh, the show is now on Parler. We are on uh, Parlor at Rooster, B as in boy, N as in Nancy, C as in cast. Cock blaster. <laughs> so uh, just got signed up on that. So we're going to start putting some more material out on that. So if you're on yeah. Parlor, uh, give us a follow. And if you're on Twitter, get off of Twitter. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Jack Dorsey. Fuck uh, Zuckerberg. Fuck, uh, oh, what is it from YouTube? What's her name? Uh What'd you, well, Susan Wiki Wiki, Wiki. Wiki. Uh, start going to Bitchuke, uh, Mimes, MeWe, all that stuff. Let's just, you know, don't don't give them the money and, and stop stop buying shit from Amazon while you're at it. 
Yeah. So fuck Jeff Bezos. See ya, bye.